Hello, partners, friends, reformers around the world. I am here with Rob Cole, uh, formerly of Covenant Love, but getting ready to transition, worship yeah. leader at Covenant Love Church in Fayetteville. Yeah. Rob, if you've been to our events, has led worship at many of our events. In fact, we are getting ready tonight for yeah. the Good Friday Jesus celebration. Yes. But I just thought it would be really awesome to have you on and just uh, share about uh, your journey and about what God's put on your heart in this season. Absolutely. So, Rob, what uh, for people who don't know you, why don't you just start out kind of uh, with your development? Did you grow up around the things of God? Did you grow up in a believing home? Yeah. And kind of give a little of your, your, your journey. Yeah, so um, I grew up um, in the heart of Robinson County uh, in North Carolina. Um, I grew up in what's called Evans Crossroads. Evans so Crossroads. If you're, any, if you're familiar with Robinson County, you know it's broken up into cities and counties, and then there's, there's small areas like Evans Crossroads. So that's kind of where I, I was born and raised, um, back in the woods on a farm, um, grew up in a Christian home, um, Christian values and things. My mom was really our pioneer. Uh, she was our rock. She was our prayer warrior um, for many years and, um, and still is. But mm. um just grew up in, in that in that Christian home. We grew up actually attending a, a Baptist church. I was going to um, ask, was it yeah? Was it Pentecostal? Was it Baptist? Yeah, so, or so we grew up with okay. the in, in a Baptist denomination. Um, that's kind of where I first heard of this name Jesus and things like that. And mm. um, I can say that I really it, it never really settled with me that man like this is like what I'm hearing is actual, actually supposed to be life to me. Mm. Um, you know, for, for, it wasn't until, uh, it was around 2007 that, I, that my family actually transitioned to uh, Covenant Love Church in Fayetteville. And, and we still stayed where we lived, and it was a good 50-minute to an hour drive wow. um, to get mm. to Covenant Love. But um, it's funny, me and my mom were actually talking about this last week. She said, you know, the first, uh, it was a Sunday before we attended Covenant Love, and um, she said I was sitting in the we were we sat in the top balcony or whatever because we could get out easily that way <laughs> uh, when we wanted to go eat early. Um, but uh, she said she remembered not covenant love. The no, church this was yeah, yeah the old yeah. Ch- older okay. church that we were at. She said she remembers the Sunday that she heard the Lord speak to her and say, "This will be your last Sunday in this church. Mm. This will be your last Sunday here." And um, you know she was again our pioneer. She was our rock. She, she knew that there must be more than what we were experiencing. Mm. And uh, she wanted that not for just herself, but for um, my dad, who was was really in and out at that time. Um, wasn't really, you know, passionate about when you the mean, things of when, God. When you mean in and out, can you kind of describe yeah, that? So, yeah, so um, back in the 90s, um, they, they used to travel a little bit with a southern gospel group from around that area. Um, they used to travel up and down the East Coast and, and abroad and, and just do um, southern gospel music, and uh, my dad was—he uh, was—he uh, was very much musically driven. Um, owned a recording business and things. And um, during that '90s time of my life, which was my early years, born in '91, '90s were my growing up. Uh, during that time, I really saw him kind of in and out of church, in and out of um, commitment just to the, the faith. Things of God. Yeah, okay. commitment to the. Right. I think the southern gospel, the group thing, was really just a. Um, you know, it was a necessary part of his life, I think. Um, but there was not that necessarily like that commitment to like, 
this is this is everything, you know. <laughs> like this is Jesus. Jesus is every, you know, that whole commitment aspect, like you said. But um, I but, want I want to just explore that yeah. for a minute because I feel like um, this is really important because I've I've grown up around the things of God. Um, I don't ever remember not being in a church yeah. service as a child, yeah. hearing messages, being in Sunday school, kids crusade everything that maybe during my time period growing up um that that was the culture yeah. of the body of christ at least in the stream that my parents were in gotcha. and i know that 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 i have learned that there's a profound difference and even uh you can be attending faithfully a yeah. church even a church that preaches the word of god preaches yeah. truth and preaches salvation and and things like that and still not be engaging yeah. the things of the Lord. Yeah, absolutely, so. and that's that's really, and and this isn't a knock up, uh, uh, on you know what I grew up in, or knock right. on any churches or anything like that. But um, that was our reality. You know, it was you go to church on Sunday. Um, they have a great Easter play once a year. They have a great Christmas play once a year. Hmm. Um, but outside of that Sunday morning time, there was no real connection to God, uh, especially for me. I mean, uh, that was, again, my developmental years. Um, the things that I remember most from my early years aren't necessarily like um, these deep encounters with God or people around just praying over you and stuff like that. That's, that's what, if I would have been, in, you know, involved in any of that at that time, it would probably freak me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, what I knew about Jesus then was like, uh, he came, he died, he rose again, and I didn't know it was necessarily for me, though. Um, you know, so um, it it was it, it is interesting to look back to that time and just see that disconnect almost of like you know what I what I know to be true now, what I know the resurrection means now, versus what it was back then. You're you're hitting on something that um, maybe a few weeks ago the Lord just like spoke this to me. And he said this to me, like, just like a morning time, just fellowshipping with him. And he yeah. says, he said to me, Abner, when I speak to you, it's not a theory. Hmm. And I've been, hmm. I've been like on this journey, but really dialed in, especially again, uh, I was talking to uh, our prayer group last night about this, like this fresh commitment to like John, um, and his epistle talked about it. Peter talked about it. Yeah. And he talks about this concept of being eyewitnesses. Well, and yeah. I've said many times, like, walking with God, is this is not like an intellectual idea to me. This is not something like I've convinced myself is true, so it's got to be true in my mind. These are actually the, the journey that I've been on with the Lord is a living, breathing yeah. experience. Even unsafe friends are like, oh, you're like, you're like this religious guy now. It's like, yeah. no, 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 this has nothing to do with, in a sense, I know uh, sociologically why you're calling it religion, right. but this has nothing to do with religion. This is actually a living experience that Jesus taught us in Scripture, and I love this, the idea that truth is apprehendable, but truth biblically yeah. is not just, I know that this is true. It's, in, it's not an agreement with it. It's an actually experience with it. When Jesus is speaking, you will know the truth. The Hebraic culture was. Yep. When I exactly. teach you something, you're supposed to experience it. Absolutely. So I, I guess that just stuck something in me. And yeah. uh, what I would ask is, 
what kind of do you think made that bridge from I'm around the things of God. I even go to church yeah. services every Sunday. Very faithfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, it's, yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting yeah. even. And I know too, sometimes that can be a detriment because you're like, hey, I've tried the God thing. Yeah. And it's not yeah. like, it's not really making a difference for me. Yeah. So can you maybe talk about that bridge from going like, hey, I'm around this. Now this this has become real. This yeah. is a part of my life. I'm beginning to apply the principles of the kingdom of God right. and scripture to my life. What what that bridge was like, if you can. I know maybe sometimes it's tough to put language to it, but well, well for me it's it, it is it's simple. There was this point again. I mentioned it while ago. Of, uh, it was the first Sunday of 2007 that my mom decided to transition our family into Covenant Love Church. Wow. My first Sunday at Covenant Love Church was, our first Sunday there was actually the, the first Sunday in the building that is now the main sanctuary. Wow. So, so like. Oh, it's been 13, 14 years in that new sanctuary. 14 years. Wow. 14 years. And my, I'll never forget, I can't explain it with words. I can't put the image in your head, but I know I was imprinted on that Sunday morning. I recognized that there is more to God. The, th- the same thing that she had been praying and, and asking God, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. My kids aren't getting it. My husband's not being fed. You know, mm-hmm. We stepped into that sanctuary on that Sunday morning and heard uh, worship like we had never heard before, mm. uh, freedom uh, in the Lord. And I remember looking down. It was actually like Pastor Cameron and uh, Pastor Josh and different people down my age like going for broke before Jesus, just like jumping up and down. And I tell this story a lot here lately of like, I looked at them and I didn't know them at the time, but I said, there's something that they got that I don't have that I'm supposed to have. Mm. And from that, that Sunday on, it just began this slow process of, of God just revealing, Hey, Hey, I'm, I'm here. Like, <laughs> I know it's not Sunday morning, but Hey, I'm here, you know, walking down, you know, in, in sports and all the things that I was really passionate about at the time. Like, hey, hey, I'm I'm here, you know, uh. and it began began to get real for me. You know, it wasn't like this immediate like Jesus, yeah. Uh, but it was yeah, this yeah. process of like the more I began to hear, and that was the other thing. Pastor Al Bryce, if you've ever heard Pastor Al Bryce preach, the man does not end a sermon without giving you at least 30 scriptures. <laughs> to back up everything he's saying. And I came out of, you read a passage of scripture, you tell about your life, don't go to hell. And that's about it. Uh, with him, it was like, he would he would say things and, and apply scripture to what he was saying. Listen, you don't believe me, here's, here's the backup. And the more we heard that scripture and the more that we, uh, the more that I started to come alive, really. Um, so that to me was the bridging moment, was when my my, my mother decided that there's more that we aren't experiencing. We're going to make this move, and I'm going to believe God for my kids. I'm going to believe he's going to affect my husband and all. So Up, up until that time, had you ever been what we describe as a spirit-filled environment? I think I'd been in them. I just didn't understand okay. what was going on yeah. for me, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, my parents traveled with that Southern Gospel group for years, and... Um, so we had experienced that in some of the churches that, that we're part of. And I remember hearing, you know, the, the, and seeing really a lot of freedom and things like that. And, um, but I didn't really understand it. Um, uh, what's, what's taking place here? Yeah, it's like, why, why are they 
like crying like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, things like that. So it, it wasn't foreign to me, um, but I just didn't really understand it. And so, again, just coming into a place, coming into a house of fellowship that was willing to actually teach you, like, the biblical principles of what you're seeing and mm-hmm. not just kind of leave you wondering what's up, you know? Yeah. Um, that yeah. was huge for us. That was huge for us. A Bible-believing, spirit-filled house that mm. we... We, we got involved in and got engaged in. And even uh, my dad, uh, I saw the transition in him as well um, when we made that move. Of you life. saw? You saw? Absolutely. I saw the difference that was life. made in his life. Mm. Um, you know, we, and again, not knocking where we were, but um, I remember him speaking to us about, you know, um, how the church we were at would take up funds and things and, and, um, for a parking lot and you walk up to the door and the door handles loose and you're not willing to fix these small things and you want a parking lot and, mm-hmm. and uh, we made that transition and he sees the excellence before the Lord um, and, mm. and the giving and, and just all that was going on and it really shifted his mindset as far as like I feel like there was a stage in his life where he was giving up on the body giving up on the church the um, things of the God, things of God. Yeah. and um, really I think that transition shifted all of our lives uh, I'm thinking so. of like um, as you're like sharing your story I'm thinking of your mom yeah. saying yes to something that was new to her yeah. and then the uh, the obedience of uh, Pastor Al preaching the word yeah, absolutely. making sure he's preaching what God asked him to do like you've never heard anything like this uh, and yeah. I think sometimes too as a reminder for me is Sometimes you live in a reality, in a sense, you, you, you begin to understand even tonight. So tonight, I'm going to see some, like, yeah. I, I'm believing God for seeing stuff we've never seen. But there's a culture that comes with it. Absolutely. And sometimes I'm not aware that people have never even experienced yeah. this culture. And they're kind of wondering what's That's going like, on. And to me, <laughs> okay. it's like very just part of the world that I live in now. But I, I, I just, I'm, I guess what is sticking out to me is just the journey of people making steps, putting you yeah. in an environment where you can begin to experience God and having, having known pastor Al myself and having very similar um, testimony in yeah. a sense of uh, when I first, my first service at covenant love, but the idea was uh, you were listening to someone who practices what he preaches. We know he's not perfect in any, yeah. you know, man just, like anyone called, but I always say about him, he can say, follow me as I follow Christ. Right, exactly. And there, I think that one of the big lessons I've learned about my life is that if I'm tracking with the Lord, if I'm authentic in a sense, yeah. there's an authority that I carry when I minister in a public setting. Absolutely. And, and I think that that is one of the things that I, I just jumped out to me. It's like, yeah. well, you were listening to someone who believes what they're saying. Yeah. You know, it's just, again, it's not an idea to them. And now, obviously, uh, leading worship all these years, can you yeah. can you pinpoint a moment where you're like, hey, I think I got a call to this music <laughs> stuff and worship? Yeah, so, um, again, that Sunday, that first Sunday. Is that right? January 2007, I remember, again. And how old are you then? Uh, 2007. I was in 10th grade, so... Okay, so you're 15, sophomore 15, in high 16, school. 15, 16, something okay. like yeah. that. Um, but, man, I was... I, I saw, again, I saw... We saw worship like we had never seen before. This huge mm. 
platform. There was drums on the stage. <laughs> You've never seen that, that before? That was what we come out of. Like, you know, you didn't see guitar players with amps and, um, <laughs> you know, you didn't see a drum cage. Like, they got this drummer in a drum cage so he can actually play hard. Like, we had drums, but you you had to be you mindful. Crazy, you didn't yeah. go too crazy. Very conservative. Um, but, man, we experienced I, – I just remember um, – I remember looking at the platform and seeing, I think Miss Chrissy was, yeah, she was leading worship at that time. I remember that vision so clearly. Miss Chrissy was up leading the team and something in me said, oh man, I'd, I'd sure love to be a part of that. Really? <laughs> it was just like this, I'd sure love to be a part of that. That's and, it? And that was it, man. I, uh-huh. I think that was when really... And had you always played instruments then? I'd always played instruments, but I was really sports-driven. I, my thing was sports. Okay. I played sports year-round, three-sport athlete. Um, you know, I, I learned... And, what and was your is, favorite sport? Um, my favorite sport was baseball, okay. actually. But I ended, up, I ended up playing football okay. in college, but uh, I really loved baseball. That, okay. was, that was the first sport that I ever started, but... Um, but yeah, I, I, in between all of that, you know, as a young kid, uh, at probably three or four years old, I picked up my first pair of drumsticks. Okay. And so you always just all different instruments. It, yeah, yeah. It just kind of came naturally. Uh, I think at age like 11 or 12, um, my parents had a, uh, my dad had a recording studio and there was a little upright piano back there and I would go back there and just trickle around and ended up learning how to play piano, um, just by ear, just by picking a song and learning to play it. Uh, and so God was all God was strategic throughout throughout mm. all those years. Even when I had no clue, like like this is what you're calling me to. It was strategic moments in my life where I just look back and I'm like, man, I was in the school of the spirit. <laughs> no, no. See, I that that also just it just resonated, jumped out at me because yeah. um, Calvin had this term where he he said like there's common grace and that there's grace on everything you're doing even when you're not it actually it's what's holding upholding the world and stuff but i believe that god is actually putting things in our lives and orchestrating things in our life even before we submit to them absolutely that are going to play key roles of part of why our purpose on the earth absolutely and um i just just want to say this i just felt this in my heart to tell those watching that there are things that you experienced. I'm yeah. not talking about immoral things or things like that, but even those we know wonderfully God uses them yeah. as opportunities and intersections. Absolutely. But there are things that happened in your life before you got born again that are actually playing key, uh, key roles in the values and the things that yep. God wanted to develop, yep. you know, over, I know, I know I even up, ended up in North Carolina because yeah. my passion was sports. I got this yeah. wrestling scholarship, and little did I know my whole trajectory of my life, but God used that passion yeah. in my life to set me up into the exact place I needed to be in that yeah. season of my life. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I, I learned uh, sports taught me discipline. You know, sports exactly. taught me to, to adhere to authority, things like that, man. Right. Like, all those principles that are kingdom principles – that at the time you don't recognize, oh, this is God teaching me this so I right. can get to this. Right, right. Um, but it was all being applied just by, like you said, just the grace of God just kind of um, walking us day by day through life, you know. So um, I'm very much thankful for all those years. Um, I'm thankful to be able to now look back and see, you know, God was in every moment. Um, and like you were saying earlier, if like this thing of um, 
I feel like things started to shift in me towards, okay, God is really calling me to this. It's not just a hobby that I'm doing. It's okay. not just me singing. Do you remember when show. you became aware of that? Was it immediately after that? Um, or just kind it of... wasn't immediately after that, actually. Um, it was probably 2012. I, I decided that I'm going to get involved in my church. So okay. we were there like for you, years before I actually got involved. Okay. Um, I started playing drums in the youth. Oh, did you? I was going to yeah. say, did you, you started going, yeah. I know you, you were, you were in Pastor Quentin's youth yeah. group, so you started yeah. going to that, but you're still not, you're still kind of, yeah, I'm still like, services. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you played the drums Yeah, back I played then. the drums okay. back then, and, and okay. I remember there so was a moment. So not until you leave high school that you actually, Yeah, yeah wow. I, 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 the first time I actually sang, sang in front of people, I had a, my senior year, um, there was two back-to-back deaths that I experienced that caused me to want to just create this YouTube video and post it, and so, um. Uh, there was a guy in my class that passed away on his way to a fire rescue, um, mm. and there was my grandmother, my mom's mom. And I had never really experienced like close, you know, death, um, and so those two moments really caused me to. I uh, sat down in my dad's studio and plugged up the piano. Didn't know what I was doing. I sang a song, an old hymn called "Going Home," and um, I remember posting it, and and people were like you sing like <laughs> i didn't know you sing i didn't even know you played piano so it was a very really? much a, yeah nobody knew so even all these years um, even in your mind you're going oh i that's something i want to do and really you don't really engage it yeah, in the youth group like, or anything other than playing yeah. the drums or something I, I will say this throughout my high school years i do remember um, i played sports but in between like school and practice times i would go home like my junior and senior year and that old upright piano i first learned to play on was at our house and I would sit there for an hour and just play before the Lord and sing. Didn't know what I was doing. I might have been singing. I don't know what I was singing. Uh, <laughs> but I remember sitting and singing. There would be moments where I would just start singing to the Lord. And, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. But here's my song. And that's all i got to give right now. And mm. i got to go to practice. So i got to go, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Um, again, just looking back, man, I, there's that strategic grace of God just having you and developing you in the unknown moments, um, being able to look back now. And I'm, I'm excited. I, it, it excites me because I know 10 years from now I'm going to look back at moments that I'm having now and be like, <laughs> oh, that was that was your strategic plan for my life. Yeah, that was good. you walking me through. And um, But it really didn't come alive in me until I was playing drums one night and Pastor Thomas was actually leading a worship okay. that night. He was our youth uh, worship leader. And something in me said, it was almost like that first moment when I saw Covenant Love Worship, and I said, oh, I'd love to be a part of something like that. So I'm playing drums, and I'm seeing him lead, and I'm like, I would love to be able to do that. Like, I would love to be able to, you know, lead people into the presence of God or whatever it is he's doing. I'd love to be able to do that because I can sing and I can play a little bit. And and it wasn't long after that, uh, Pastor Quentin, our youth pastor, came and tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I want you to lead this song um, in a few weeks. And, uh, Is that it, right? First, first song I ever led was Shekinah Glory. Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> and so it was from that point on, it was just literally um, him. You know, he, he didn't know I had that in my heart. He just came up and tapped me on the shoulder and was like, hey, um, I want you to lead this song in a few weeks. just want to hear you sing it or whatever. Wow. And from that point on, man, um, I haven't looked back. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then what? He just... Hey, why don't you sing a few more songs? And yeah, like, just kind of the whole more, set. Yeah, I may have been playing drums the next week or whatever, but you know there was opportunities. More and more opportunities um, came your way. He 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 put me, uh, he put me. You know, even in our rehearsals, that was our safe safe place. So he would, you know, just give me that opportunity just to kind of even 
um, lead in rehearsals before the services so that I could get through the awkwardness and the, the stage fright and all the things that first come, you know, when you stand up in front of people. Um, but yeah, it was through just him hearing from the Lord and giving me opportunity after opportunity. And um, a couple years later, I meet this man named Abner Suarez, who gave me opportunity uh, to lead in an environment that even stretched me more. Um, I had never led in two hours, two hour worship set <laughs> before I met this man. <laughs> I didn't man. know that. No, like I, I didn't know that. I was we like, had I times, Rob can do it. We had times of prayer and stuff, and I let that's, that was the thing. Going back, I, I had led myself in those moments. Late nights in my oh, dad's studio. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, but it wasn't until I kind of met uh, you that um, started getting into those prayer and worship events, and sometimes two hours, sometimes five hours. Uh, <laughs> I remember there, at, uh, I think it was around Falcon or somewhere. We had yeah. met one time and did like a five-hour worship time. And, um, yeah, we went. We went all night. Yeah, we I, went for a while. Yeah, because um, I just felt like we we're supposed to go all night. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I mean, again, that that was all in the process of. Of um, you know what God desired to instill in me and through me, and um, so I'm thankful for just the road uh, He's taken me on those little moments of, hey, I'd like to do something like that. To, hey, here's your opportunity. To, you know, hey, make mistakes, go for it. Hey, don't do this, don't do that. <laughs> those teaching moments, um, and then even to meeting you and being really stretched. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know really I was stretching stretched. you. I thought you always did good. Uh, oh, I was that, like, oh, was, you're doing, he's doing fine. Yeah, I had fun. I'm still having fun. So, um. Do you know, when we have these conversations, um, I'm always looking to hear themes. And I know that one of the things that I've been trying to really kind of lean into uh, in how I approach what I'm doing, but also as myself, as yeah. I always view myself primarily as a son, as a disciple, and then what I'm learning, what I'm processing, and sometimes it's a lot that yeah. I'm processing. I'm a very processor, I'm a <laughs> quiet person, trying yep. to take time to figure out, okay, what's God saying here? But what, what, are, how, what are the characteristics that are propelling me forward as a disciple. Yeah. What are what, what what's biblically? What has shaped me? What has caused me to? What where have I seen the fruit? Yeah. And one of the things that is always emphasized, obviously here at my teaching, is this: is that uh, discipleship was never meant to be um, outside of the context of community. Yeah. And even again, we go back to the Hebraic thought, which is obviously the culture of Scripture, is. Uh, you were never viewed as an individual. Correct. Yep. And I, I don't, obviously, I, I love being an American, but there is an aspect of American individualism that is contrary to the way that God views us. Paul said, yeah. many members, one body, many members, one body. I mean, he says it over and over again yep. in his epistles. So the concept is that there is actually a, a fivefold ministry that is supposed to be like mothers and fathers. We're supposed to be this family of friends sticks closer to the brother, meaning yep. that your friends in the body of Christ and the people that God brings you into relationship with can actually be stronger than family members. Absolutely. So that's a whole long way of saying, I believe that we're in a season of, especially this season, that the power is in the local body, the Absolutely. local assembly. And that can take on an expression like we'll be in tonight, can take on an expression like a prayer group. There's all these different avenues. And I, yeah. I never try and, could be 10,000 key people, could be 15 people in a house church. Right. 
I'm not trying to describe it. I know that as long as God birthed it, it's all good. Absolutely. But what I hear in your story is the power of this community that you connected yeah. with that completely catapulted you into your destiny. Yeah. So uh, long way of, I, I'm a wordy person, <laughs> long, way wow, of, lo, lo, long way of getting <laughs> to this question. Yeah. Maybe give some characteristics that you, that you were like this, because you know obviously a, a lot of your testimony is connected to the community that yeah. God brought your family into. So maybe give some characteristics that you like, man, without this. And I, I mean, just me observing your story without even someone going, hey, you want to lead a song? Yeah. I mean, that changes yeah. your life. Changes. It's something as simple as that, you know, That's from it. a youth pastor. Yeah. So um, I'll let you just speak on that, whatever. Yeah, so I, I think one is they saw in me what I didn't see in myself. Mm. They saw in my, my mother and my father and my family, like things that we didn't see in ourselves, mm. uh, things that we weren't. That's beautiful. We weren't given, you know, necessarily. Re re the revelation moment was them actually expressing to us the things that were in us that we didn't know about, and so mm. uh, I think that that really awakened me uh, personally. You know, when Pastor Quentin began to say, like, "There's more to you than just those drumsticks," or "There's more than you to you than just hiding behind this piano." Hey, let's put this piano to the side and, and get free. Like, there's there's a freedom in you you haven't experienced yet. So, I think that is one of the most um, critical things that they brought into our lives and and now you know us being affected by that community moment is we're able to do the same for others um, I got some amazing people that's going to be here with me tonight that I get to give the same opportunities given to me right you know, like I see something in you and I want to release you into that so that was huge for me um, and then just the just the we we didn't experience this before of the fellowship aspect, the, look, we don't just, we see each other at church, like, hey, let's go out to eat, you know, those small things. Even like, though you live 50 minutes away. Even though I've lived 50 minutes away, I, I was, I had more of a connection with people 50 minutes away than I ever did with the church five minutes from my home. That's um, amazing. And wow. that, I don't know, it, <laughs> that's interesting to think of like now that you bring all these things to, to, to surface <laughs> but man I um, that was different for us for me when I first got into youth group um, I was very much distant I was very much to myself it wasn't until like I saw these faces come towards me and be like hey man like, so, so people really initiated yeah people initiated yeah. initiated those things you could tell that um, it was very much valuable in their hearts and and um and just their, their, their willingness to, to step out and pull a guy like me in and show me um, that, like, hey, this life of God, like, you're not supposed to do it on your own. Like, I'm here with you, too. You know, um, so many of the moments uh, I first spoke in tongues um, at our worship rehearsal. Really? We started, <laughs> we, we started just worshiping Jesus and... The whole team gathered around me. I was like, I've never spoken in tongues. And they all gathered around me, just start praying, like speaking over me. And, and um, do you think? Oh man. I, I guess I just have this thought, even as you're telling that story. Do you think because you said, "Man, I think I would have been freaked out by it," but now, <laughs> but but you think because you had that, hey, I know these people are real. Yes. You know, absolutely. even though it's it's always that awkward moment, the yeah. sweaty palms, and yeah. like. Come on, you, you yeah. need to get baptized. Which I had experienced before already. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I'd, so, I'd already but, been 
tried right. to push on the floor. But right, all that but you stuff. had you knew these people like he. These are these are people who care yeah. about me. So yeah. it's a it's a lot less awkward when there's that relationship yeah. there. To yeah, I think I think one of the identifying things was like, and and I don't know how to put words to it necessarily. You may, but you just recognize that this person walks with God, like. It it, it it just almost like it comes through their pores. Um, I, I knew that that community of people that God had connected me to, every single one of them I could point at and say, they walked with God. And so there there was this establishment of trust um, mm. that wasn't really there before because I would experienced that, again, that Sunday morning Christianity, the deal that we walked through for a long time. And seeing people that were literally David, modern-day Davids of people after God's heart, um, really 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 challenge you know not just challenged me um it brought it brought the gold out of me and and i'm forever thankful for that um i i, I say this too there's been something that i've been praying like so much lately and i think it ties into a lot of what's what we've talked about um i've been praying this a lot lately of like god in you i live i move i have my being in you i mm-hmm. live i move I have my being. That means that that's huge for me just because of what I come out of, of like not knowing that, oh, God is Emmanuel. God is with me. God is in me. God is around me. Romans um, 11 is one of my favorite. Exactly. But it closes like, <laughs> it. In you, through you, and to you are all things. Exactly. And so, like, there's this, uh, um, that seeing people that walked with God made me want to say, okay, I can walk with you. Like, I can have a God consciousness. I can you know, live in you and, and move through you. And I can have my, I can find out who I really am in you, through you, <laughs> with mm. you. Um, so yeah, that that whole context of community, um, people being willing to, to, to see the gold in you and actually speak to it and pull it out and not just kind of see the gift in you and use it for their gain or anything like that. Right. It's, it's just like, man, God's, God's got his hand on you and I, I, wanna, I wanna speak to that, I wanna help you get there. It was, it was just a beautiful thing. And we're all still, uh, I think, in that core youth group that we had back in 2012, 2013. Um, we're all still very much connected to one another. Um, a lot of a lot of the guys are now leading at Covenant Love. And um, it's just amazing just to see um, what all God's doing through that. So, Wow. Well, thanks for sharing. We have, yeah, uh, absolutely. We have to land the plane on this program. Yeah. But I want you to pray for people watching yeah. that um, that just God would, first of all, that they would have the courage if they need to, to obey God, to maybe yeah. to move and to connect to the right place that you're at. And I think um, you emphasize this just even talking about the, uh, the community you came out of and went into. I think the concept there is, is that it is, it is not a statement of where they were at. Right. It's where God had to bring you to connect with your destiny. Absolutely. So that's actually what I want you to pray and anything else that the Lord gives you. Just to pray that um, people would connect with the right community of people. And because of that, they're going to be launched Launched. in. They're going to step in. I even see people just stepping into things they weren't even aware of. They're already in there, but it's in the context of community. It gets drawn out. Yeah. Yeah, I even feel like this as, as people are listening and watching that something in you is coming alive and um, something about what's been said um, has just brought to the forefront 
um, like, oh, this is what God's been speaking to me. This is what God's been leading me towards. And so, God, I just thank you for favor. I thank, thank you, you, Father, for grace. Uh, God, I thank you that your hand is upon <laughs> thank you, Lord. every single person watching. Yes, God. Lord. Uh, I thank you, Father, that you, before they were even born, God, <laughs> you had their days aligned, God. You had it, had it prepared, Father. Mm. And I thank you, Father, that something that we've said uh, in this broadcast, Father God, uh, is awakening people to their destiny, awakening people, giving them the courage, God, giving them that same boldness that, that Peter and the disciples stepped out of the upper room with, Father God, to go, to go, to move. God, I thank you for clarity, Father God. I thank you, Father, for timing, Lord Jesus. Um, and God, I just thank you, Father, that no fear would, would, um, would hinder them, that no fear, God, would thank hold you, God. them back, God. I thank you that that perfect love is casting out all fear. And it's your love that leads and guides, God. It's your love that draws their hearts, God, mm. um, to, to make those steps, Father God, that are necessary, not just for them, Father, but for the body. They are necessary for generations to come. Mm. Thank you, <laughs> they God. are necessary for generations to come. Mm. They are necessary for your children and your children's children. Thank you, God. <laughs> God called Abraham, and he wasn't sure. <laughs> he yeah. wasn't sure if he needed to go, but he did it anyway. Hmm. Thank you, God. And yeah, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. And we're we're living, we're living in His faithful faithfulness to mm -hmm. the Lord. <laughs> we Thank are living you, in that same faithfulness mm. in Jesus' name. Yeah, I just saw as he was praying. I just saw this. Um, there's an African American woman. You're watching this, and. Um, it's like the Lord is moving you. You've been faithful to the community you've been in, but the Lord would say to you, it's time to move. He's already spoken to you. And it's a little scary for you because you've been there for some time, but the Lord has shown you specifically the next community that you're going to uh, connect with, and you'll be welcomed as a family member. And yeah. even as Rob was saying, the gold of God on the inside of you is going to be unlocked. And I bless every person watching. Yeah. I just see just fresh oil being released yeah. See somebody's neck being healed, somebody's um, arthritis being healed, somebody's right knee being healed. And um, I just release in the name of Jesus, just healing, wholeness, and prosperity Thank of the you, Lord. Lord. Healing, wholeness, and prosperity you, of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank, Thank you that you're leading them not by the fear of man, but by the fear of the Lord. Yeah. I think yeah, that the fear of the Lord that. is calling them. Hmm. <laughs> not the fear of man. Thank you, the God. The fear of man would hinder them. But I thank you that the fear of the Lord is drawing them. Thank the you, God. The fear of the Lord is drawing them in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. And I, I just feel like for many of you watching this program, you love God with all your heart. And actually, one particular person, it's like you have, you know what the Lord's spoken to you. You know you have great destiny. But it's like you connect in different, you've connected in different places, but it just seems like you pull away because this happened, different things happen. And the word of the Lord to you is your destiny is connected with yeah. a tribe of people. The phrase I heard was a tribe of people. And as yeah. you connect with them, as you break even free from difficult things that happen with leaders, they could have been wrong, you could have been wrong. But the important thing the Lord says to you is to connect 
in the right place, yeah. in this right season, with the right tribe. So I bless you with the courage to do that. I bless you to receive healing from trauma of anything yeah. that's happened with people in the body of Christ, with leaders, even leaders just feel like one person, they spoke harshly to you and it just totally turned you away. So I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to walk with the Lord myself. And I just uh, break you free in Jesus' yeah. name Thank you, to live in the biblical pattern of being connected with the community you, in Jesus' name. I'll just pray one more thing. Um, yeah, go ahead. I just feel like there's there's a few of you that's going to take this step, and your transition's not going to go exactly how you thought it would. Hmm. My prayer for you is that you would, in, like, from the get-go, forgive. Forgive those who will speak against you. Uh, forgive those who would um, throw rocks at you or anything like that. And, like, choose forgiveness. Um, Forgiveness is going to catapult you into this next season of life. Forgiveness is going to uh, really be the springboard uh, for you to step forward. And, and, and as you transition seasons, it's always important to start out on the right note. And I think forgiveness is that note. So um, don't know who that's for, but, but, but choose, choose to forgive no matter what this looks like, no matter what this transition looks like for you. Uh, choose to forgive. So. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Rob, thanks for joining me on this yes, program. Thank you. Thank you, partners and friends, for making this program a reality. Uh, if you feel connected with this ministry, we're believing God for 300 partners to connect with the purpose and the vision of this ministry. Yeah. So all the information is available uh, to you. Thank you, partners and friends, for making these programs possible. And we will see you next week. God bless you.